Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Nelson, and welcome to PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops, the podcast devoted to all things winter maintenance. The Snow and Ice Cooperative Program, or PSYCOP for short, is one of AASHTO's technical service programs. And one of our primary objectives is to share information about winter maintenance, operations, and road weather. Now, a while back, we were visiting with Steve Lund and Caleb Dobbins about winter performance measures, and they shared some really interesting insights. Now, lots of things have happened since episode 17 was posted back in 2019. Uh, besides the pandemic, NCHRP published a report called Performance Measures in Snow and Ice Control Operations. Steve Lund retired from the Minnesota DOT, and Caleb Dobbins, the state maintenance engineer for the New Hampshire DOT, became chair of PSYCOP. Now, Caleb has been leading the efforts to turn research into reality when it comes to performance measures for snow and ice control operations. And Caleb is back to fill us in on what's been happening on that front. Hi, Caleb. Welcome back to PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops. Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me today. You know, Caleb, you were a key player in this NCHRP project chairing the project panel. So you saw firsthand how it came together. Yeah, Rick. So it was a very interesting project, um, and a lot of things were learned off of this uh, research that went on. Performance measures and winter maintenance have a lot of different variations in terms of what, what folks can do. Uh, as, as Steve and I had discussed on one of our initial podcasts, you, have, uh, you can look at inputs, you can look at outputs, you can look at outcomes. Um, things like winter severity plays a factor into your performance measures. Uh, what you want your level of service to be plays into uh, your what your performance measures need to be. So given the fact of all the variables that are out there, as well as all the methods of, of, of utilizing these different variations, um, it was a, it was quite the task for the for the consultant to be able to kind of get their arms wrapped around the winter performance measures. So this this project ended up ultimately uh, publishing the guide uh, for performance measures and winter maintenance, which has recently been adopted by um, at least the AASHTO uh, Committee on Maintenance as mm -hmm. a uh, as a suggestion to be uh, brought forward as a as a full uh, AASHTO document. But based off of the fact that, that we do a lot of research uh, in our fields and, and often it's not implemented uh, maybe as fully as we'd wanted to, I've gone forward uh, with the help of some folks from actually NCHRP and put forward a, a request for an implementation project. Mm -hmm. uh, that implementation project would be taking some of the ideas and concepts that the uh, performance measure project brought forward and uh, figuring out how, how different states and different regions within the country could actually put some of these into practices. Now, uh, Caleb, um, when, when it comes to these performance measures, it, it seems like uh, a lot of it, you know, really, really hinges on the kind of data that's available, right? I mean, every, every DOT sort of has their own way of looking at performance measures. And in some regards, it's, it's kind of, based on the data that, that they've got to work with, right? So I think it's, it's, it's a combination of, of what data you have. Um, and it's also what, what it is it, what, what do you actually want to measure um, and, and who wants to measure it? Mm -hmm. So what the field person might be interested in in a performance measure might be different than what 
um, the administration might be interested in within an agency. And that might be different than the politicians that might be interested in, in what they're looking at. So um, as I said before, you got inputs, outputs, outcomes. So some, some people are interested in, in different things. And some of those performance measures feed other ones. Uh, mm-hmm. For instance, for instance, if you're, you know, if your outcome is, uh, you know, bare roads after a certain time, um, you know, when the storm ends or something, um, and you're also measuring salt usage as your output, um, well, the more salt you use, probably the faster you can get that. So, so some of these performance measures are, are actually hinged um, one onto the other because they're they're linear in fashion. Mm-hmm. And and of course, I think one of the things that came up in the last. In the last discussion was what gets managed gets measured, right? So if you're interested in, I mean, you could sort of artificially be creating a difficult situation for yourself if if you're measuring just the salt that you use versus, say, the the state that uh, of a condition for your road, your level of service of your road. Yeah, absolutely, Rick. I, I've said in, in different presentations that winter maintenance is really kind of a three-legged stool where you're looking at environment, you're looking at, at customer service, uh, and you're looking at a budgetary factor. So, so again, depending on, on, you know, if you want a really high level of service, um, you know, and you don't want to say, for instance, use a lot of chlorides, then you're going to have to use a lot of other inputs, whether it be trucks or et cetera. Um, and then vice versa, if you're, if, you're, if you're not willing to put in a lot of chemicals, you're not willing to put a lot of money into it, well, then you're probably not going to get a very good level of service. So, so again, and these all ultimately end up becoming different performance measures. You can have a performance measure of how much money did I spend this year. You can have it how much salt did I use this year. You can have it how quickly did the roads bear up. So, mm-hmm. each of these each of these do truly affect each other, um, and you need to you need to recognize that when you set your levels of service or your performance measures, you can't have a performance measure that says I'm going to use little to no salt but I expect black pavement within 10 minutes after the storm ends. Yeah, yeah. Now, the the project that you talked about is NCHRP Project 20-44, and uh, that's a a project that they've set up for implementation support activities. So you, uh, you took the lead uh, to put a uh, project request together to, to do implementation uh, for this project, and... and uh, how did how did that work? Where where are you at? So the uh, the project went out to solicitation, and uh, there was a there was a uh, consultant that was chosen um, based off of the the submittals were brought forward. Um, we through the project we we went and we've gotten to the point where where we authorized the uh, contractor to um, move forward with withholding uh, the first uh, of several in-person workshops uh, where they were going where they're going to work with uh, different state agencies to be able to um, basically explain the differences in the performance measures see what the capabilities of the different states are uh, what the desires of the different states are um, and then and then really chart a path forward um, as to how they could implement various measures that they might be interested in based off of the uh, administration and their own um, operational needs that they need to have. So, um, with that, the overarching setup for the for the project is um, it's it's split up into the four Ashto regions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it has started in the in the Northeast in the Nasto region. Several states were, were chosen uh, for different climates, and we we met up uh, actually uh, beginning of uh, last month, beginning of August, uh, in Burlington, Vermont, with the consultant, and uh, met for two days, going over again, um, you know, the, the 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 concept of performance measures and things along those lines. Uh, those states have now have now gone uh, on our separate ways. Um, for instance, uh, Vermont, Maine, and New Hampshire, uh, where some of the states, New York, Massachusetts. So you had different you had different variations of of both climate. Um, you have variations. Uh, for instance, New York gets gets a lot of um, heavy um, lake effect snow that mm-hmm. other folks may not get. Um, Massachusetts has a higher traffic volume. Um, as well as New York, than some places in Vermont, and Maine. So we tried to have a variation of different things. We're looking at at slightly different performance measures, but also some that are that are similar that we can look at. So, for instance, New Hampshire and Vermont uh, are going to try and implement similar performance measures um, within the I eighty nine corridor that that starts in New Hampshire and ends up in Vermont. So mm-hmm. um, we'll be able to look at 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 the same performance measure, but also still have different levels of service what Vermont chooses to keep their roadways at versus what New Hampshire chooses to keep their roadways at don't have doesn't have to be the same um, but we're just going to measure it the same way so that we yeah. can compare apples to apples now is is there a danger though of of trying to use one performance measure across the entire region across multiple agencies so I think again it, it comes back to what what different agencies are, are willing to be able to do, um, and where and where their general direction happens to be. A lot of these a lot of these measures may use the same data just in different ways. Uh, for mm-hmm. instance, we will we'll be using a lot of uh, speed data uh, being being taken off from from various sources, and you know that that can be used. Uh, you know if you want to do a measure. Uh, of of traffic speed, say during a storm, but it can also be used to decide when regain time is. You know how long it is to regain at the end of a storm. So, so again, you you can use the same same data in different ways. Um, so it, it, a lot of this is is also finding out what's out there, finding out how that data can be used, and then trying to fit it into the framework that you want to do for your performance measure. Um, mm-hmm. New Hampshire, for instance, as much as we might be looking at, say, regain time after a storm, um, we're also we're also interested in things that are going to go on during a storm. So we we're actually going to probably try to look at seeing if there's any correlation between the grip sensors that we have on some of our Arwa stations um, and travel speed during a storm. So we're okay. going to look at we're going to look at about a mile section on you know half a mile on either side of our Arwa station. And 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 start plotting um, what the grip is, and then what the speed is, and see if there's a correlation. Because if if there's a correlation, now all of a sudden, um, you can almost estimate what your grip is on other sections of roadway where you don't have our stations, based off oh, of what the speed data is. Um, mm-hmm. Because the speed data is, you can segmentalize that any any way you want once you uh, once you have access to it. Okay. So now, now that you've had the um, this this seminar to sort of you know work on on implementation, you've each gone your separate ways. The idea then is now you'll you'll try to put some things together for this winter and and see how well it sorts out. 
So yeah, absolutely, Rick. So so we're we had the advantage of being able to bring our uh, one of our Tismo folks uh, up to Vermont um, due to the you know due to the proximity of New Hampshire, uh, which was great because she was able to give us a lot of good insights on the information that was available, uh, some of the challenges that we might have with the data. So uh, we're fortunate to have three folks here in New Hampshire that are that are very much uh, in tune with what it is that we want to do. We have a, uh, a commissioner's office that's very interested. They actually probably want us to do more than what we uh, are intending on doing. But our I- idea was is we need to ground truth this uh, for one section of roadway and get our handle get a handle on it. If we if we find that uh, a month into the winter we're pretty comfortable with the with the stretch of road that we're looking at, and we and we feel as though um, you know the data that we're getting is easily is easily um, able to be to, to be sorted and 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 condensed and and reported on then we would end up considering expanding that out onto other sections of roadway and other classifications of roadway we were looking at an interstate so we might look at a primary or secondary as well uh, that might have a lower level of service uh, but again we're still using the same data we're just we're just giving ourselves different targets yeah now Caleb when you're when you're working on these um, do you sort of pull everything back to a winter severity index um, so so you can compare one winter uh, against the next? So, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, that that's part of the idea of, of picking, you know, the states. So, you know, Maryland, like I said, was there um, and then New York and, and Maine and Vermont, Massachusetts. And that's and that's in, in particular to be able to look at some of the different severities and, and not even just severities of, of one winter to the next, but um, being able to look at severities of one storm to the next. And the important part of, of performance measures is to define what it is you're going to look at and and how you're going to look at it before you start collecting your data. So we 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 actually probably had uh, well we we had a, a very lively discussion when we were all up in Maine as to you know when does a storm start, when does a storm end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what is the definition of a storm? Does a storm start before the storm even starts when you're actually pre-treating ahead of time? Um, you know, does that, you know, because that's if you're looking at costs, well, that's part of the storm. It just hasn't even started, you know, and then winging back after the storm. Um, right. So, well, so we have, we have different, we have different um, criteria that we're looking at where you're talking about the storm or an event or things along those lines. Um, so we, we were able to come to a conclusion relative to uh, things like travel speed that the storm started when the precipitation started. Uh-huh. When you're having a frozen, um, then having to define when does it end, uh, we still haven't come up with that answer yet. And yeah. and I suspect that every state might end up coming up with a slightly different answer. Right. Uh, but, you know, right now we're looking at a, some period of time in which there is no longer any winter precipitation. So if if it stops snowing for half an hour and then it picks back up again and snows for another six hours, well, that's still the same storm. Uh-huh. You know, there was just a lull in it. Um, but if it stops for two or three hours and then, you know, six hours later it starts snowing, well, those we can look at those as two separate events. So that's that's some of the challenges that we need to do. And then, as as you had indicated, is is being able to look at the severity, mm-hmm. being able to look at what, um, you know, if I have a level of service and and it's, you know, speed during a storm, well, 
the travel speed during a storm that it's precipitating, say, a quarter of an inch an hour is going to be very different than a storm that's, you know, coming through right. a nor'easter that's coming through that's putting two inches an hour. Um, and then there's, then there's variations that we're not going to get into yet at this point in time, but it's also um, looking at, at, at time of day, um, you know, what you might have for speeds at night versus during the day. Uh, versus on a weekend versus a weekday, but but for the most part, we we think that the um, just looking at speeds and regain time should be fairly um, fairly consistent. But that's that's what this whole project is about. This whole project is is to to kick the can, um, see what you know, see what we get out of it, see what some of the challenges are, and then when we're done, uh, we're going to have a couple of follow up meetings with the with the consultant over the course of the season. And then next spring, uh, those same states, uh, Maryland, Massachusetts, New York, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine, uh, we will get together again with the consultant and as a group to discuss what worked, what didn't work, um, what our challenges are. The consultant will then collect all of that information, uh, present a report as to, as to what was found from the Nashville region. And then what this project does is it, is it has the consultant then go out to each of the other three Ashto regions uh, to do to do a workshop, a uh, day and a half workshop, similar to the one that we had um, last month. The only difference is is they will not be doing a follow up workshop. Oh, okay. um, they'll just be doing the initial workshop. Some of the some of the the thought process behind that is. Um, we in the we in the NASTO region are, are going to probably be called on to be um, subject matter experts. You know, as we learn things when we're put doing it this winter, mm -hmm. um, if Colorado or Idaho or somebody said, hey, how did you, you know, New Hampshire, how did you, you know, we're interested in doing something similar to what you did. You know, tell us some of the pitfalls that you had um, that, that, you know, we're a pretty small snow and ice community relative to the United States. You know, we all kind of know each yep. other. So. Um, the idea is that that we can we can kind of share that collective knowledge, and then as time goes on and more and more people get into this, um, again it, it'll just become a state of practice that that folks will be more comfortable with. Yeah, you know this um, this project that that NCHRP has has pulled together this twenty forty four implementation project, I think is is such a great uh, boost to implementation. I mean. I know in, in, in my previous life, I used to get these NCHRP reports and there's really good stuff in there. And when you're trying to implement it, you know, by yourself based on a guide or, or a final report, you know, sometimes it's really hard to get your, get your head around it, you know, and, and being able to get together as a, as a group to sort of talk about this and debate and, you know, maybe even a little handholding as you go through the process to, to get you over the bumps, uh, I think is, is such a key uh, piece to getting getting something new implemented. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I see so many good things that are out there, and and I think it's just being able to get as you as you had indicated, kind of this synergy together of of consultants um, as well as a practitioner to to kind of you know drum up that support for some of these things um, and to show the value in it. You know, a lot of times people don't understand the value. Of some of the uh, some of the, the things that have come along down the lines, I'll I'll use myself as a perfect example. Um, when flexible carbides first came out, I had no uh, no great belief in them, and now I probably couldn't be a bigger um, believer in those. But but until until somebody within my own agency 
said, hey, I want to try these things out. They tried them out on a couple of trucks and wrote a report. And then we added a few more trucks and then got to the point now where where my folks wouldn't give these things up um, no matter what I gave them. So, um, like you said, it's it's a matter of actually getting out there and, and actually seeing it in practice and seeing how it can be used and seeing the benefits. I think everything that we do. Uh, you need to see the benefits, and it's hard to see the benefits until somebody actually does it. Yeah. You know, when, when you talk about value, Caleb, it's, I, I think it's important that folks remember or understand that, that, that the value in performance measures isn't to call somebody out for doing a bad job or to beat somebody up because they didn't do something right. I, I think, you know, this whole idea of, of performance measures is, you know, it, it, one, it, it helps you sort of... Um, Defend what you're doing. I mean, we're we're doing the things we do so we can achieve a level of service or we can we can get uh, you know this degree of safety. Um, but but it's not necessarily there to to call people out and say, oh, you performed much worse than the the crew next to you or the state next to you. It's it's to, to help you improve and to to help you quantify the good job that you're doing. Well, and I think the more things that you're able to measure, Rick, is is the more so it, it it's able to give those explanations and be able to explain to folks, whether it be politicians or or whether it be your next door neighbor, as to why why things vary. Um, you know, so for instance, if you have a roadway that maybe um, you know doesn't have as high of a level of service, but it's in a chloride impaired area, so they're using less salt. There's a reason for that. You know, but unless you can show that this is how much salt I've used, um, and this is what my and this is what my regain time is, or this is what my travel speeds are, it's hard. It's hard to correlate those things. But then, on a budgetary standpoint, if somebody wants, you know, if somebody wants a level of service that says, you know, it's going to be black and wet throughout the storm, then then you're able to come back and say, well, that's fine. But just so you know, it cost me this much to to to, yeah. to take two hours to make it black and wet after a storm. So if you want to black and white during the storm or, or some variation of that, it, this is this is the input that you're going to have to do in order to, to, to be able to get that. You're going to have to add trucks. You're going to have to have more storage capacity because you're going to be using more salt. And um, so all of these things are, like I said, are very much linked together on the performance measures. You know, your inputs are, you know, the number of trucks that you have and how many salt storage sheds you have and, you know, what your training might be. You know, outputs are, are how many miles you plowed and how much salt you used and, and things like, you know, how many trucks ended up getting fixed after they broke. Um, and then your outcomes are, are ultimately, you know, what the public ends up seeing. You know, how quickly are right. the roads bare? How fast can they go during a storm? Um, you know, and uh, and and so all of those all of those things are really linked in together. And, and you kind of need to know, um, you know, how each one affects the other one. And, and performance measures can do that. Right. And, and those outcomes really are the important piece of the of the performance measure. Um, like you say, you know, this this is how quickly we regained our speed after the end of the event or, you know, things like that. So, yeah, to uh, to kind of to, 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 you know, follow along with what Steve Lund had, had said, I think, in the original one was that, you know, the, the future is big data. Um, you know, when we first started doing performance measures here in New Hampshire, you know, over a decade ago, you know, things we, we were we were focusing strictly on the on the outputs. You know, how much salt have we used? Uh-huh. How many how many miles did we plow? And it wasn't telling us, you know, ultimately what the public wanted to know, which is how good are the roads? You know, but at that point, we didn't we didn't have a lot of things, you know, that we're going to be able to to 
quantify how well we were doing. You know, to go and ask the foreman, how you know, how are your roads? Well, every foreman's going to say they're great. You know, yeah, my right. roads are great during that storm. You know, um, and 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 so it was very subjective. And and now when you're able to pull things, you know, like like travel speeds and and things along those lines. Uh, you know, it's it's this data, and it's an overwhelming amount of data. And so now you need to, in addition to that, because we also looked at grip during a storm, um, mm-hmm. and it was just it would take days for me to to be able to actually kind of correlate and, and and process all of that. But now, as we're getting more and more mainstream with all of this, um, the abilities to to use that data has become more more and more user friendly than it was even you know two or three years ago. So uh, in, here in New Hampshire, we're, we're we have a small Tismo bureau, but they they definitely are uh, excited to uh, participate in this and and see the value in being able to put these performance measures out there for folks to see. Yeah, perfect. Well, and I think it's probably safe to say that through this implementation effort, uh, we're developing a whole series of uh, or a whole group of experts. Uh, there in in the NASTO region to, to help other states with their performance measures. So, Rick, as a, as a chair of PSYCOP, I'll always make a plug, and and perhaps uh, you know next spring or something, we can think about a a webinar that we can share some of these things and and give a little bit of an advanced uh, preview to to the other states and the other regions, and even within the states within the the NASTO region that they weren't able to participate in this uh, due to the limitations of of the project. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And and you know, Caleb, just to just to sort of draw on that, that's been one of our strategic initiatives here for the last six years or so to to try to encourage folks to use uh, performance measures in their in their winter maintenance activities. And and I think it's pretty safe to say that that uh, you've really taken the lead and and are pushing this forward. Well, I think it's 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 certainly the future for winter maintenance coming up. Uh, there's there's a lot of work still needs to be done, um, a lot of definitions that need to be decided upon. But I, again, I think as we start putting a framework to this, then it'll be that much easier for the next state to implement. Yeah, and 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 we're definitely moving the needle in the right direction uh, with respect to this. And and I suspect that it won't be it won't be too long in the future that that developing winter performance measures are really going to be a mainstream activity. It's, it's not going to be a, a one-off where, uh, where everybody's kind of freewheeling and some are doing something that may or may not really be a, a really may or may not be a performance measure per se. So I, I think this is, this is great work and, and moving this important stuff forward. Well, and I think also, Rick, and I want to I want to put a plug in for a couple of uh, a couple of different groups, but uh, folks in Aurora and um, Clear Roads that are that are taking on things like the Winter Severity Index and the Aussie and and all of those things, you know, these are all bits and pieces that all fit into all of these things. So uh, it's important that that we that we you know credit all of the folks that are that are putting you know putting things forward to us that, that helps us helps us as an as a profession. Um, start to define some of these consistently because, as I said, in performance measures, you know, the the, the start of everything is defi- is, defi- is definitions of what it is you're going to do ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So, them being able to do that is 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 crucial to um, the success of these type of programs. Yeah, perfect. Well, Caleb, thanks for the update on the implementation effort. Thanks for carving a few minutes out of your day to to come and fill us in on what's going on. Always a pleasure, Rick. You know, as always. 
If there's a topic you'd like more information on, or if you know somebody with an interesting story we should visit with, like Caleb and Performance Measures for Snow and Ice, send me or Scott Lucas at the Ohio DOT an email, and we'll do our best to make it happen. Why send an email to Scott Lucas with episode ideas, you might ask? Well, Scott has graciously agreed to help us in the production of PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops, and we're looking forward to working with him on future episodes. Now, PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops is available on all the major podcast content providers, so give us a like and subscribe on your favorite so you'll never miss an episode. In addition, you can find episodes on our Facebook page, Ashto PSYCOP, and on our website, psychop.transportation.org. Support for PSYCOP comes from state DOTs like New Hampshire, who make an annual contribution of $4,000. It's because of those states that PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops and all the other resources to help you achieve your winter maintenance mission are possible. Until next time, thanks for listening in and stay safe out there.